it didn't turn red. Now it's turning. There we go. Now we're starting. Okay. Cool. So Alex, the first thing to do is to is to remind you again to congratulate yourself for what you're getting out of it, rather than taking what you get and then wanting more. Yeah, and I that uh, we're learning to be gracious and and grateful for the progress that you are making. The other point I wanted to make to you is that the other thing I'm noticing is when I'm just going throughout the day, like if I'm doing my laundry or if I'm cooking or cleaning or whatever, I'll notice that there'll be like a couple, like a few mind moments, maybe like maybe seven to 15 mind moments, sometimes less, sometimes a little more. And then what will happen is it'll be like, oh, oh, I wasn't paying attention or oh, Oh, there were just a bunch of thoughts that just went on just now. Okay, I'm here now. And then mm -hmm. it'll go back and, and it'll go again into you know seven or fifteen right. mind moments and then it'll be like, oh, oh there there it is. There there I am. But what and that's is, the time to congratulate yourself for waking up again. Yes, I know, but I gotta say, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm having such a hard time congratulating myself when that happens because every time I see it happens. It gets, it's so disappointing to me. It's like, oh man, I can't ever just stay in the present. It's like, well, I, can I, you see that disappointment? That's the whole point is that you want now to be in the present moment rather than enjoying it when it's there. And so when it does arise, you will bring your disappointment right into the present moment. And therefore it's not the present moment quite anymore. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So it's okay, like so when, when coming I into the present moment it does have that quality of, wow, I'm really glad that I got here finally. Rather than, oh, I, I should do this over and over again. I want more of this. Or making a rule about it. You should be in the present moment. So when you catch yourself coming into the present moment, you do so with that rule of you ought to do this. More. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so these are all the hindrances that are so subtle that we can begin now to understand. See that disappointment that's there. Mm. And recognize that too. It says, aha, I see you being disappointed that I wanted to be here in the here now. And then you congratulate yourself again. But you have to remember to gladden the mind that way, to congratulate yourself for doing the right thing instead of fussing at yourself for not doing. In other words, start giving yourself a really strong credit for an F plus. Because <laughs> you can always get an F plus. And then we can go for a D minus. <clears throat> yeah, D minus is, hey, I've done it. I passed. I'm there. So I, I think, wait, I think I'm seeing it a little differently now from how you said that. What I saw is that when I have those moments where I come to the present moment or when I, when I basically, and by the way, coming to the present moment is realizing that there was a whole bunch of thoughts going on and I wasn't mm -hmm. present with what was right here in front of me. And when that happens, there That's is disappointment. Let's get that. That's remember. That's, That's remember. Society. You remember that, oh, 
I'm not paying attention to what's going on. Yeah, right. Because I'm thinking instead, and look at all of these thoughts that I've been having for the past minute or so, or 30 seconds, or past 10 seconds, or whatever. Yeah. And then, wow, what a relief. I don't have to think about that. That's the congratulations. Wow, I don't have to think about that right now. So it's Rather than what you're doing is you should stop thinking that stuff. That's what you're doing. Or, you're coming. No, or, or it's don't do it again. <laughs> don't do don't it again. Do it. Right. Right. Which is that <laughs> critical parent ego state rather than, oh, aren't you glad you saw that? Hmm. So I want to see if I can Even articulate it. The fact it. that you are already everything that you ever need to be, to be whole. And everything else is delusional greed. And the delusion is, is the fact that you are going around giving your orders for better stuff instead of enjoying what you have. It's almost like walking into a restaurant taking up the menu, and start ordering food. And as that food's delivered, you don't put down the menu. You continue ordering food off the menu, even though they're serving your food on the table that you're not looking at because you've got the menu in front of you. <laughs> that menu is, in fact, your list of rules, list of orders, list of the way things that should be are the things that you want. And what we need to do is very quickly is to put that menu down and just start enjoying the food that's already arrived. This present moment, what we have right here, right now is marvelous. Mm. Let's take it succulently. Really enjoy, savor this present moment. Because you don't do that very often. Most of the present moments, you're wanting something else. Rather than just becoming satisfied with this present moment. Wow, I don't have to think about that. I don't have any place to go. <sighs> but then what what frustrates me is then it then I start going into a bunch of thoughts, a bunch of mind moments, and it's like, oh man, I was just trying yeah. to be satisfied. <laughs> well, you so what happens then is is that not it's not the thoughts it's that, that you recognize now that you become dissatisfied with the thoughts. So it's not the thoughts that start up. They're going to continue on. It's what changed was that now you've become dissatisfied again. Hmm. Instead of when the thoughts do start back up, well, they already were there. They've just sort of changed the topic. It's sort of like that the television has been on all along, but now some strange music is playing, and so it's gotten your attention. But the thoughts have been there all along. A lot of people have the, the idea that they can stop their thinking, to where, in fact, you wouldn't really want to do that. And they don't have the ability so that they get frustrated because they can't do something that they're not really skillful in doing what we really need to do instead is learn to control what kind of thoughts that we have rather than the frequency or the timing of them but the content of the mind is changeable 
<clears throat> what you're going to do with this thought moment, you have a choice about. That you have this thought moment, or when this thought moment comes, you don't have so much choice about. But you have a choice about how you're going to use this thought moment, and you can use that thought moment from the, oh, look at all of that crap that I just had in the mind that I was not mindful of. Well, now I, oh, look at all of that crap. It's just another unwholesome thought, just like all of the other thoughts. But what you can do then is say, uh-huh, I see I'm trashing myself again. And I don't have to do that right now. I can actually enjoy the fact that I did wake up and I can actually come and enjoy this present moment that I just woke up to rather than fussing at myself for not having it before now or that I might not have it in the future. Hmm. So this what I'm hearing is when, when you come to the present moment, you're celebrating that for its own sake. For, for its, its own, own sake. sake. Yeah. Yeah. For the reality of it right now, this we've yeah. got it. Finally, I'm back in the present moment. Right, right. So it's not like, it's not like I'm trying, it's not, even though, even though the end result eventually is probably just, you're always residing in the present moment if we practice this enough. No, but don't use that as the goal. That's the problem. Having that goal. No, 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 no. Wait, I, I'm with you on this. I'm with you on this. Don't make it a goal, but that will be a byproduct by just celebrating the present moment for its own sake rather than being attached Maybe. to it continuing to come over and over and over again. And that's what my problem is. I am attached to it coming over and over and over again. So when it just comes, it can be like, oh. It's not good enough. <laughs> there it is. When it comes, it's not good enough. Right. right? So Right. Right, because... Allow it to be good enough because that's all you're ever going to get. Exactly. Is to wake right up there. and right to there see that, that things are great. Just see yeah. that they're great. That that's good enough. So we develop the habit of having the right attitude that this is great. I can handle this. Everything is marvelous. This is the skill that's being developed. The skill of sati, the skill of investigation, which you're, you're on to those two. But now we need to take that right effort to throw those hindrances out, including checking the fact that more than likely the um, the view is going to raise up yet another hindrance. In other words, when you say, oh, look at that, or let us say, when you see that icky spot on the floor or icky spot on the mind, instead of seeing that icky spot on the floor with, wow, let's get the broom, I can handle that. We have the floor, we have the idea who put that sticky spot on the floor. Sticky spots are not supposed to be on the floor. We're supposed to take those sticky spots off. Okay, that's not the right attitude. The right attitude is yippee ki okay, another spot to clean. This is the attitude, the attitude I can do this. The attitude of the winner, the attitude of everything is really okay. So this is the fourth element, the fourth ingredient, with the right effort. Now, here's the thing that's really important. Right effort and right samasankapa, right attitude, work together. Then when the attitude is correct, when the enthusiasm is there, then the effort is very little. 
But in fact, the real uh, effort was to raise enthusiasm so that you become enthusiastic for seeing what's in the mind so, so that we can throw that stuff out and come back to this present moment, which is so nice. And then we can congratulate. Wow, so great. So, so there, Dom Murado, that whole, whole head. Go ahead. When, I, when I'm catching this stream of thoughts that I've been having, and right there, I'm present. I realized, oh, I wasn't being present with what was in front of me. Okay, That's not great. the right way. No, that, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's just more hindrances. You're saying no. You're saying these thoughts are not good enough. The way of looking at it instead is, what a relief I see that. Now I don't have to do it. Ah, okay. Okay. What a relief it is. I don't have to do that. Aha, I see that stuff. We can begin to pat those kind of thoughts on the head like a naughty child or like a puppy. Aha, I see you. I see you wanting my attention. And I can scratch your head rather than whacking you. Now, what about this? I notice that when I come back to the present moment like that, though, there's not a there's not a genuine enthusiasm. There's just a oh, I I wasn't here. I wasn't present. But there's not an enthusiasm that you're talking about. How do I cultivate mm -hmm. that enthusiasm and make it genuine? That's a skill to be developed, and it comes later and along and because of the gladdening of the mind that takes effort. Well, what I'm doing right now with the five and six sits a day, the seclusion sessions. Well, no, you're looking at it from the outside. I'm not talking about what happens for a 10-minute sitting period. I'm talking about what do you do immediately when you wake up, mm. like you're washing dishes, and then you recognize that the mind had been all over the place or mm. whatever, and mm. you can say, wow, I don't have to think about that. I can play with this dish. Isn't this dish a marvelous dish? Let's pay attention. <laughs> wow, I never looked at that dish before. I was too busy worried about other things. But now that I look at that dish, look at how beautiful it is. Look at that little ring around that's got no gloss on it. That has got just bare uh, ceramics. Okay, and so we start to pay attention to how beautiful our world is right in front of us. And you can do that along with the thought of, well, I don't have to think about all of that stuff. Look, I've got a dish to play with. Mm. Or when you're sitting in meditation, well, I don't have to think any of that stuff. I've got the breath to play with. I could just be here and sit and just enjoy the breathing. I'm enjoy doing that breath. now. I'm doing yeah. that now. It's, it's, it's hard to do when I'm not doing that. That is hard to do when I'm not with the breath right now. That's what I'm struggling with. Well, don't struggle. <laughs> There's no need for the struggle. The struggle is just an old pattern, an old habit of the mind. See the struggle. Aha, I see you struggle. How do I sustain the enjoyment of the breath when I'm not doing that? Just keep coming back to it. Keep coming back to it. You have first to develop the skill of getting into a good state before you can begin to sustain it. Okay. So the first goal is to keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back because it's the same mechanism 
that you would use to keep coming back that you'll use to be able to sustain it that it doesn't go around in a circle and then come back that you kind of keep it there it's the same mechanism that's the sati except that now we're applying the sati more regularly so that we don't let the mind go off that we begin to guard the mind thought by thought no don't go there no don't go there stay here stay present but the first thing that we have to do is the skill of coming into the present moment so congratulate yourself every time that you do you come back and take a look at your surroundings take a look at what your body is doing take a look at how you feel take a look at uh, whatever sensory input that's there and get more and more into the senses and congratulate yourself when you catch yourself in the head rather than in the dishes because you're if you're washing dishes and let's wash dishes let's have fun washing dishes so the let's moment we could the- Build a house of cards out of the dishes in the dish rack while they dry. (laughs) (laughs) So the moment of coming into the... to what we're doing. Yes, let's pay attention to what we're doing, not what we're thinking. (laughs) So the moment of coming into the present moment is a is a celebration for its own sake. Is oh wow, I don't have to do all that stuff that I was doing a minute ago. I don't have to do all that because I'm here now. And then yes, if it, and then exactly. and and then if it goes into the the stream of thoughts, right? If it goes into the stream of thoughts, well, there's nothing I can do about that. And then when it comes to present again, it's like, oh wow, I, I don't see, have to do that anymore. Right. I can so you again. go around over cultivating. Wow, what a nice moment this is. We we go around cultivating the attitude of celebration. Okay. So it's like cherishing. It's it's really kind of like cherishing that state, that space. And rather than what a relief. Rather I than like the word relief, but cherish, yes. Hold on. It's cherishing it rather than pulling it forward. It's cherishing. Mm-hmm. It's cherishing. Yeah, you've already got it. There it is. You're actually appreciating something you have rather than wanting something that you're about to have or that you not sure that you're about to have it <laughs> but we can but that's the whole point about the second noble truth is, is that we are going around in the habit of wanting things thinking that things are going to be better if i only do this that and the other thing rather than recognize that things right now are good enough no place to go this is it Nothing to do. I've already done everything I need to do. Now I can relax. I've done a good job. I pat myself on the head. You've done a good job, boy. Now you can sit. <laughs> and I, I can lay down on the floor with the other dogs and just do nothing. Now, do you do this out loud or just in your head to yourself quietly? Or how, how do you do it? Because like, if I'm around people, I can't be going, oh, wow. <laughs> Why not? Well... And if they ask you what you're doing, you just say, well, I'm really enjoying being with you right now. Thank you. (laughs) Spread your joy if you get some. Spread your celebration when you have it. Why keep it to yourself, greedy little man? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, what what if I'm in a lot of pain, e- emotional pain? There's a lot of there's but a lot of pain not. earlier. 
That's the whole point. That's just another attitude. I'm in a lot of emotional pain. No, you're not. You will have one painful thought, and then you'll feel pain, and then you'll have another painful thought, and then you'll feel pain, and then you got an attitude of, oh, this is terrible. I'm a victim of my own thoughts, okay? That's the whole sequence that you go. Let's change that around to a painful thought. Then the pain arises, and you say, wait a minute, look what I'm doing. I'm giving myself pain. I'm having painful thoughts, and then I'm feeling the pain. Let's have some happy thoughts, and then I can feel the happy. Congratulations for seeing those painful thoughts, because otherwise you would have been stuck in that system of Painful thought, painful feeling, painful thought, painful feeling, painful thought, painful feeling, painful thought, painful thought, painful feeling, painful feeling, painful feeling, painful thought, painful thought, painful thought. And then we wake up. Oh, wait a minute. Look at what I'm doing. But what if I woke up that way this morning? Okay. And then the second will happen is that, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. And then we have just another painful thought of you shouldn't be having painful thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's the part. Okay. There's, there's a way of talking about it in the sense that, that, that sati is in levels. Or let us say that sati is a skill to be developed and it's to be developed in several different varieties. In the sense of how often or how frequently you remember. And then the next point is when you do wake up, when you do remember, how wake up is that wake up? Is it a wake up and be drowsy or is it a wake up and be fully awake? And then when you have it fully awake, then we have to work with the issue of the speed. How much sati can you have to keep those thoughts wholesome? So that when the unwholesome thought comes, you can catch it immediately and come back immediately into your well-being. Okay, so those are the three levels. The one that you're still working with is the bringing up how frequently it comes. And now we're talking about the issue of how powerful or how strong it is. So the example that I use is when you wake up in the morning and in bed, what's the very first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning? Open my eyes. What's the very first thing that happens? Okay, you're going. That, that's a good point. <laughs> but the uh, one one point that we can say is that you don't get up. You merely wake up. Right. You're still in bed. Right. Yeah. What wake up is it that, that wakes you up enough to get you out of bed? Um, Having to get in the shower so that I can get ready for work. Having to get. Okay, let's go back a ways. In other words... The thought of doing something. Right. I got to do something. Yeah. Get you out of bed. Okay? Yeah. So we can use our sati and meditation with that, that the wake up is still laying in the dukkha, still laying in bed. <laughs> we have to have the thought of doing something new to get out of bed. Like, oh, I've got to go take a shower. Or, oh, I got to go get a cup of coffee. Or, oh, I got to go check the internet. Or, oh, I've got to go to work. Or whatever the oh, I got to do is, is the getting out of the bed, getting out of the slumber and waking up. You got that point? 
Okay. So in in your practice, in your sitting practice, the sati needs to be strong enough to get you out of the bed that you were in when you woke up. Otherwise, you're just going to stay there. So you're only kind of half awake, but then you say, oh, I could have been fully awake. Or another one was saying, oh, I've been asleep. That's terrible. I should be awake. But that's just laying in the bed, just more of the same stuff. So your sati was there, but it wasn't strong. We have to have sati that's strong enough to get us out of the hindrance. Or another way of saying it, that's when the sati is um, integrated with right effort. We have to take the right effort to get out of the mess we're in mentally or to get out of the bed we're in. Okay. And so that thought of going and getting a shower is the same thought of, okay, well, why don't then you do have the thought of taking a mental shower, taking a bath, clean this thing out right now. Okay. Let's get up out of the misery, out of the bed we're in and go take a mental shower. And what is that? A shower of congratulations. So you actually have to take that thought moment of effort. The effort has to be there to bring the sati up to the point of making it really fit for work, which is the getting out of the hindrance. Well, right now what I've been doing is after my shower, I'll lay down for five to ten minutes and just enjoy the breath. Oh, you're talking about a physical shower. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about literally the shower that you would take for no. instance when you are in still in bed. <clears throat> and have a thought of taking a real shower and that gets you out of bed. Instead, you can have the thought of having a mental shower while you're still in bed and still have that mental shower. Or you could go and do them together while you're cleaning the body with the real shower. You're cleaning the mind and just enjoying the shower in the moment. And in fact, taking the shower in the morning can take anybody that I know of right into jhana if they'll pay attention to it. Just feel <laughs> the water, how refreshing it is. Oh, this is so nice. Oh, I really like this. Oh, rub-a-dub-dub, this feels <laughs> so good. <laughs> Domrado, what I've been doing is I've been taking the real shower and then I'll lay down on my mat and take the mental shower. And I'm saying, I'll why wait? Okay, so you're saying lay down on the mat first? No, I'm saying take the mental shower right now as soon as you think of it. Ah, uh, so what is it, a breath? A, a breath? Uh, yes, that's part uh, of the mental shower is okay. to take a deep breath and also take a deep breath and exhale all the garbage that was in the mind just a moment ago. That's another kind of exhaling is just to exhale all the stuff that was in the mind. I just and think then it's been comes the, taking... the shower of blessings. Give yourself a shower of blessings. Wow, it's so nice. I don't have to think about that stuff anymore. So we take a new in-breath, and the new in-breath is a gladdening of the mind kind of thought because we have already exhaled or thrown out the the thoughts that were unwholesome. I have it that it takes longer than one breath to do that. Why? 
because usually it takes me about five to ten minutes to change the state. Okay. So now, well, we're not necessarily looking at it from a great big thing, rather than it's a little thing, and that as you take each new breath, being in the present moment, it just gets better and better. But we start with satisfaction. Do we want to start with satisfaction? And how we get well when we say start, we're talking about um, with within a second, the satisfaction is there. So the first thing is we have the thought. The second is, is that we wake up to the thought. The third one is, is that we would say, oh, I don't have to think about that. And then the next thought is uh, gladdening the mind, which actually is becoming satisfied. So you can do all of this within a half a second or a, a second at least. Depends upon how many mind moments you're going to spend until that wake up. And then the change. And then the satisfaction with the change. The first thought is what? Oh, I need to. I'm oh. lost. Or, or let us say that you are lost is the first thought. The second thought is I am lost. I'm waking up. The third thought is let me get out of this. Third thought. Fourth thought is, wow, I'm glad I am got out of that. Wow, I'm so glad I don't have to think about that anymore. So that third thought is, aha, I see you. And then the next one is, whoa, out you go. What a relief. Okay. And all of that can happen in the mind very, very quickly, but you need I'm, to practice that over and over and over again. Okay. I'm not trying to be difficult with this. Okay. I'm just, just being honest and responding. <laughs> but, what <I've, laughs> but what I've noticed is that it's very, it's not as simple as you say that I can just say, oh, I'm lost. Oh, okay. I'm going to wake up. Oh, okay. I've woke up. I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore. Oh, satisfied. Okay, it doesn't work that way for me. So, <laughs> well, you haven't what? even tried that yet. You haven't don't you didn't do that. If you did do that, it would work for you. You're doing something else. Okay. If you did do that, you could see that it would work for you. Why? Because the next step is, well, I'm glad I don't have to do that stuff anymore. What a relief. Then the next one would be congratulate yourself for having gotten relieved. But you don't let yourself have the relief because you're looking at more and more. So you need to look at that more and say, aha, I see you that I that this is not good enough. I see that. That's the part that you need to keep looking for is the point that you become dissatisfied when you see something good because it's not enough. You want more. Rather than finding satisfaction in what you do have. So, for example, let's say I'm irritated, right? There's an experience of irritation. I am irritated means that the irritation owns you. Or you are irritation itself. So as soon as I notice, oh, there's irritation here. I That's can, completely different than I am irritation or I am irritated. Right. The next to wake up is, is that all oh, there is irritation there. Uh-huh. I see that irritation there. That's uh -huh. the beginning of the sati. That's the first phase of the sati. Well, that's, that's how it is for me every time. 
Yeah, and then what's the next thing that happens? And the next thing that happens is, oh, okay, all right, well, there that is. Good seeing, good seeing, there that is. And then the next thing that happens after that is it it just bubbles. It just irritation or anger or sadness, whatever it is, it just bubbles and bubbles and bubbles, and it's like it feels like I'm stuck in it. Ah, but it didn't bubble and bubble the way that you're describing it as if it was permanent because you just described to me that you had a mind moment of, "Uh uh-huh, I see you. I know, but as soon as I see it. In that moment, wait a minute, in that mind moment of, "Uh uh-huh, I see you, you're not in it. In that mind moment, when you say, aha, I see you, you're not in it. But why then is the next moment that you jump back into it? I don't know. All right. So that's the question. Aha, I see it now requires the right effort to get out. Or let us say the next level of sati to get out of bed. Just, uh-huh, I see you, and then you go right back into it. That's very typical. I don't know of any student who doesn't start practicing that way first. You were on the call about the ox, the ten uh, uh, images of the ox. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what we're talking about is, is that it's uh, what's going on is still elusive. And so you're kind of there at the point of both seeing the ox and wanting to control the ox. Mm. And what we need to do instead is is to uh, congratulate ourselves for seeing the friend. It's just an old friend. That's just how things have been. So we begin to, even if we think that we're nurturing illegitimate things that are not legitimate for nurturing, at least we're beginning to nurture rather than being critical of all the things that deserve criticism. Okay, so we need to actually practice the nurturing. To nurture yourself so that it doesn't take 10 minutes to get yourself into a nurturing state, you can begin to practice the nurturing as soon as you remember that that's the right effort. Immediately, the right effort is to nurture yourself or to congratulate yourself, or as the Buddha says, to brighten the mind or gladden the mind. Or another way of looking at it is to remove those unwholesome thoughts that are critical thoughts that you were critically thinking about something and then you woke up to see that you were critically thinking about something and now you're just being critical about your being critical thinking. The thought was changed, but the critical was not changed. So these are the two things that you have to get out of being critical of yourself into getting nurturing to yourself. To remember to do that every time that you do remember, to make that part of the sati. Is that everything is okay? Hey, I'm glad you don't have any problems. And so that's the quality that you're missing is the, is the right effort to nurture yourself. Mm. Mm. I don't I, see an aha. 
How do you do that? Pardon? How do you do that? Are you okay? Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, are you okay? You're still alive? You're breathing? Yeah. Can you congratulate yourself for still being alive? I mean, you're not in a hospital. Aren't you pleased that you're not in a hospital? Remember, we were talking about via negative, that the teachings of the Buddha, look at all the problems that you don't have right now. I mean, your left foot could be rotting off. Your right leg could have fleas. It doesn't have anything right now. Everything's okay. Can't you appreciate that everything is all right? That this is actually what we mean by um, Nibbana is literally taking your, your mind off the fire. Just opening the oven door and checking to see that you're, you're still cooking in there is not enough. We actually have to take the, uh, the effort to pull that dish out of the oven so that it can cool. to take the critical mind out and to put put it in the, the windowsill of the nurturing mind so the breeze can come. So I just, this would be the example of allowing food to cool. You can I do just, that. I just notice resistance. I know. I can see it. <laughs> Recognize that resistance. That, too, is a hindrance. So what is that resistance? That resistance normally comes in three forms, so the psychologists say. The three forms are, is that somehow it's not okay to be okay. Somehow it's not okay to be okay. Somehow you haven't struck gold yet. Somehow you haven't met up to the criteria that you need to meet up to in order to get the benefits and the goals of that. In other words, you're still in a kind of a situation of delayed gratification. You haven't earned feeling good yet. And so what I would offer you is to give yourself permission to go ahead and feel good without having earned it the way that you thought that you had to earn it. And in fact, you have earned it. You are good enough. You do deserve to feel good. You can give yourself permission that is okay. You can actually call your mommy on the phone and say, Mom, is it okay that I feel good? And naturally, your mom will say yes, and you'll say, thank you, mom. I really appreciate that. For many years, I thought you'd been telling me that I'm not supposed to feel good until something happens, and then I can feel good. But now you have mom's permission in your head that you can go ahead and feel good. You don't have to wait. You don't have to perform. You don't have to get her done. You've already gotten it done, and everything is okay, and everything is fine, and you have permission to relax. And then another item is, is do, can you do this? Do you have the power? Do you have the potency to do this? 
And the answer is, well, of course you do, because you've already been doing it. And that all you have to do is keep practicing and keep bringing it over and over again, and pretty soon that confidence will grow. And as the confidence grows, the doubt will eradicate, it will weld away, and you get the idea that not only can you do it, but you can do it, and not only that you can do it, but that it's okay for you to do it, to go ahead and be happy right now. You don't have to wait until you get permission, that you have permission. You've got my permission right now. Go ahead and feel good. And you can do it yourself. You have the power to do that. And then the next item is on the list is the list of protection. What happens if I do this and something else then goes bad because I feel good? The answer to that is you can handle that too. That you do have that protection. That you can be protected from the bad things that happen because you have good thoughts. The answer to that is you can take care of those bad thoughts too by feeling good instead. So you have protection, you have permission, and you have the power to do this. But one of those missing ingredients is what will keep people from actually doing it. Because they think they don't have the permission or they think that they can't do it. Or they think if they do it, something bad will happen. Which is it for you? I think that I can't do it. Ah. Uh... But you've been told that your whole life. In fact, who was it that told you that when you were a kid? That you're not good enough. You can't do it. I don't remember. Maybe oh. it was you who said it. Yeah, maybe. maybe it was an adult. Maybe it was a decision that you made because you couldn't get something that you wanted. And so you told yourself that you couldn't get it. But here, this is really dead easy to get. This is real. all you have to do is say, I can change. You can do this. That in fact, this is a major area of, of the issue of doubt itself. This is the hindrance. Yeah, One of the main hindrances is the hindrance of, I don't think I can do this. But you've already proven that you can. Yeah, and it's like it's unstable too because when I'm having success and doing well, I'll be like, "Oh, I can do this. This is great. I can yeah. do this." Huh. And then and then something will happen that isn't a match for those like results that I was having before. So then I'll think, mm -hmm. "I can't do this." And and doubt right. will show up again. And as soon as it does, we need sati right then and there. When that thought comes, this is hard or I can't do it. That's the sati when you can come up with a thought. Yes, I can because I just did it. I remember doing it already and I can do it again. I can do it now, in fact. So recollecting that you have been able to do it will prove to you that you can do it right now. You just have to keep doing it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. That's the repetition part of it. So how many repetitions are you going to have where you feel that you can't do it before you finally have the repetition that has the enough right effort 
where you can come up with, yes, I can. Yes, I can do this. And then you do it and it feels so good. Well, I'm so glad that I did it. And you already know you can do it. You know this. So capitalize on that until that confidence grows. This is the Samasankapa that needs to be developed as a skill. The skill of the attitude of, I know I can do this. Feeling a little lost and hopeless because I'm thinking about how I'm going to, you know, if I feel a certain way, like upset or angry or sad or whatever it is, and then I'm not going to be able to just stop that from happening or get myself out of it. I don't have any evidence that I can do that. I've never, I, oh, well, I, I do only, only when I'm sitting on the mat and, and enjoying the breath. That's the only time I can do it. That's the only okay. time I can do it. Well, capitalize on that. So now you can't, you just said it again. You can do it. You said it the only time I can do it and shaking your head with negativity. Now let's say, I can do it. I did it on the chair. I did it when I was sitting. I did it then. I can do it again. You see that attitude change? Yeah. You can change your attitude, but you have to look at the attitude that you have now as the old attitude that's kept you alive all of this time. But you can do better than that. You can change. Then, in fact, you've already made a major change. So congratulate yourself for one change that you can already see that you have made. You see, there's three layers of doubt, and you're only in the middle layer, but that means that you've already come through the first layer of doubt. This, the first layer of doubt is the very, very big one that very few people ever get across. What's the first one? The first item is, I can express it this way, who can I get to clean up this mess? That's the statement of the doubt. Who can I get to clean up the mess? Hmm. Can I get my mommy to clean up my mess? Can I get my daddy to clean up my mess? Can I get the teacher to clean up my mess? Can I get the teacher to get the bullies off of me? Can I get the, the principal to give me a diploma? Can I get other people to help me out? Can I get a teacher? Can I get a guru? Can I get a master? Can I get a daddy? Can I get a God? Can I get a CEO? Can I get a president? Can I get a, get a, get a, get a, get a, someone else to help me to come out of my crap because I can't do it by myself. And when you come to the conclusion, ain't nobody going to help you. You're going to have to do this yourself. And that's actually the major teaching of the second noble truth. The cause of all life's problems is self-created. Nobody made your mess. You made your mess. The only one who's going to help you out of it is you yourself. That's the first level of doubt. The second level of doubt is, are you going to come to the conclusion you can get yourself out of that mess? Do you have the permission? Do you have the protection? Do you have the potency to get yourself out of the mess that you got yourself into? And then the third level of doubt is how to do that. 
And that's the Eightfold Noble Path. But in fact, these three levels of doubt, the Buddha specifies them, just not in that particular order. But so, he does talk about especially the second two. So what I'm noticing now is that I, what there really is, is I could just, um, I could just change my attitude since, since I, since I've seen that I have done this before and I've been able to do it, then in those moments when I can't do it shows up, it'd be very, very easy to just say, oh no, I can do this because I have, I've done it before, but the and thing that's is, the brightening is of the what mind I, attitude. What I, you can what do notice, that. Yeah, but what I notice is, like, that's there right now for me is like a resistance to even doing that. And I don't know what that's about. Aha, you don't need to know what the resistance is about. All you need to know is that the resistance is there. And so you can say, aha, I can see you, resistance. Because as I've said, those three re the, the resistance comes from one of those three things. You don't even need to know, in fact, which one it is. But what you need to know is, oh, there's that resistance to feeling good. Uh -huh, I see that too. And I can, bring, I can reach over that hurdle. Yes, I can. I can give myself permission. Yes, I can. I can take my power. Yes, I can. I know I can do it. Yes, I can, and there will be no problems with it. So yeah, you do I have notice, all three. I notice a lot of resistance to that, a lot of resistance to feeling good, a lot of resistance to actually wanting this to work for me. There's mm -hmm. like just resistance so, to it. Congratulate yourself for seeing that resistance. Ha ha! Make that resistance your friend. Aha, uh -huh, I see you, Myra. Aha, uh -huh, I see that internal resistance. Wow, what a relief it is. I can see it. It does not ruin your life. It does not rule your life. That resistance is only there as a, as a stumbling block or a roadblock or a little hindrance. Once you see it, you can move it out of the way. Okay. Yeah, that resistance is just part of your attitude. I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I don't have the power. All of those victim terms. We started out as a victim when we were born. So we I don't remained deserve a victim it. in our. Hmm? I don't, don't deserve ah. it. Ah, that was the one. You're right. You don't have the power. You don't have. You don't have permission. Right. I don't okay. You don't it. deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I can't do it, and <laughs> All right, I don't I deserve see that. it. Yes, you do. Yeah, but you see the laughter after that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the aha we're looking for, is aha, I can see that I thought that I didn't deserve it. And you can yeah. make friends with that feeling, that resistance of I don't deserve this. You recognize, yes, you do. Look how much work you put into your whole life. You do deserve how to feel good. I do. I do deserve yes, it. Yes, you do. I've uh -huh. done, I've, I am, I'm like a Harvard student in the school of Dhamma. <laughs> I've done it all. I've worked so okay. hard. All right. So you deserve the, the fruits of your labor. Finally, go ahead and congratulate yourself that you do deserve it. I do deserve it. Yeah, you do. It's okay. I do. 
I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do deserve it. <laughs> oh, what a relief it is. Do you feel that relief right now? Yeah. Ah, what a relief it is. What a relief it is. <laughs> yes, you do deserve it. Uh-huh. So that's a toy that you can play with now. Okay. Just make that a toy. I don't deserve it. I'm not good enough. I haven't passed the goal. I still have to go into that animal way of living, which is um, one of the, in fact, I would say that in Western culture, that is the primary woeful state that people stay in, is the woeful state of the dumb animal. And what is the dumb animal? The animal is the one who is put to work, but is not given the reward. The example is, is that the horse is out there in his pasture. He loves all of the greens. He loves all of this and that, the weeds and everything. It's just so interesting because there's such a variety. Everything grows wild. And then the farmer comes and hooks that, plow, uh, hooks that horse to a plow and makes that horse plow his own pasture. And now it's now a plow field and the farmer plants what the farmer wants and the horse is left with hay. The horse actually had to destroy his paradise and the reward he got for destroying his paradise was a pile of hay. This is the way that Western culture raises our children. That's exactly what you're experiencing. You don't deserve the good food that was originally yours. But you were made to plow up your field, and now the field has nothing on it that's worth having. Can you say that story again? The, plow, the horse is out on his own pasture. When we're little kids, we play, we enjoy our life. And then the farmer comes and attaches the horse to the plow. That's the first grade. And now we have to plow the field. That's school. And then after we plowed the field, now the work begins of planting all the seeds. So the planting is all the seeds, but the food that grows is not gathered by the horse. The farmer gets all the food and the horse gets the job. And the CEO gets all the profits. Okay, so that's the story of our lives. We're all um, dumb animals because we go along to get along. We go and do what we're told to do. We're promised a reward that we never get. And part of that uh, is, is that, well, you don't deserve the reward yet. You haven't done a good enough job. When, in fact, you destroyed your whole world to make their form of paradise. And you're still not getting your reward. So now is the time to recognize that you do deserve a reward. You have put in the effort that needs to be put in. And now is the time to take the benefits. You can take those benefits. You can, in fact, allow yourself to feel good just because you know how to do that. And you don't need anybody's permission. You are to have all the permission from the universe and from all the wise ones 
it's okay for you to finally take your goal or take, finally take your prize. What is your prize? The joy of this present moment. Congratulations, here you are. You made it right into right now, which is a wonderful prize, a wonderful reward. Taking this next breath and just being okay. And you have permission, you have the power, and you have the protection. Nothing's bad going to happen, and you can do this, and it's okay you do it. At least you uh, have my permission. <laughs> <laughs> I will I I will contemplate on these things, let these things kind of marinate and, and practice with these. Yeah. Yes. Recognize that resistance. Aha, I see your resistance. Wow, I'm so happy I see that resistance. <laughs> and celebrate that resistance. Here you are. Hello, darkness, my old resistance friend. Okay. Right now, I'm I'm gonna I'm writing some notes. Recognize. Recognize. Celebrate resistance. Aha! Mm -hmm. uh I see you, resistance. Wow. And um, also. Notice when I'm not allowing myself to be deserving. No, just no, notice when I no, notice when I'm saying I don't deserve this. Mm -hmm. I don't deserve this. Uh -huh, I see that. Deserve this. Yeah. Um, I need to work harder. No, you don't need to work harder. You've already done all that you need to do to deserve this. No, no, I know. I'm saying notice when I'm saying that to myself, that I need to work harder. Right. I don't deserve this right, right. now. Right. Yeah. Right, uh-huh. Right. Um, yeah, recognize and celebrate resistance. I see you. Notice when I'm saying I don't deserve this, and then celebrate and acknowledge the present moment for its own sake. Right. Now, recognize that what we're talking about here is merely concepts, and you've got to take those as concepts out of the conceptualized world into the actual experience of, wow, right. it really does feel good. Right. So practice. Practice feeling good. Practice remembering that you're okay, that everything is fine, no problems. You don't have any grades to pass. You've already passed the grade. You're already in light, just a joy. Okay. Okay, Alex, well, we'll talk to you soon. You go practice. All right. Your resistance. <laughs> you start a resistance movement. It's sort of like a bowel move. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> no, I don't think I need any more resistance movements. I've had plenty of those. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Domerado. It was a pleasure. Excellent. I'm glad. We'll see. We'll see you later. Okay. Enjoy. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>